0: rather be too hot or too cold? What would you do to cool off and what would you do to keep yourself warm? Hello everyone, I'm Kathleen Pelly. Welcome to Journey with Story. Today's episode is a Native American Indian tale about a time when the world was gripped in a freezing winter for three years with no sun and no heat at all. Can you imagine that? It makes me shiver and shake just to think about it. Big thanks to all of our listeners who have given us such terrific reviews and ratings. We really appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, grown-ups and you are enjoying this podcast, we'd love it if you took a minute or two to rate and review wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks ever so much. Now, let's take a journey with the long winter story. Long, long ago, When the world was still young, before any humans walked the land, a long dark winter gripped the earth. For three years the sun disappeared. Thick clouds hung low and heavy in the dark sky. Day and night snow fell. The animals who lived then in the lower world beneath the ground grew hungry, cold and frightened. So they called a grand assembly. All the birds of the air, fish of the sea and creatures with snouts and paws and fangs and tails gathered together to discuss their predicament. But when the animals looked around, they noticed something strange. One animal was missing. Bear. They talked among themselves and agreed that none of them had seen any bears these past three years since the start of this long, dark winter. Still, no matter how strange, they determined that the most important task before them was not to worry about bear, but rather to worry about heat and how they could bring back heat. Otherwise, there would be no end to their suffering. They chose the fastest and bravest among them to go in search of heat. Lynx, fox, wolf, wolverine, mouse, pike, and dogfish, a small shark, set off into the world. Far and wide they travelled until at last one day they found a hidden doorway that opened up into the upper world. One behind the other they walked on and on in this new world, and after some time they spotted a lake. By the lake burned a campfire, and next to it stood a teepee, and outside the teepee were two bear cubs. "'Where is your mother, little cubs?' asked Wolf. "'She is off hunting for food,' answered the littlest cub. "'But you can come inside our teepee until she gets back.' So the animals all crowded into the small teepee, where they noticed a number of big round bags hanging there. Fox pointed to the first bag and asked, ''Hmm, well, what is in this bag?'' ''That,'' said the bigger cup, ''is where our mother keeps the rain.'' ''Hmm, and what is in this one?'' Fox asked again, pointing to the second bag. That, the little cub answered, is the wind. Hmm, and this one? That is where Mother keeps the fog. Hmm, and what may be in this next bag? Asked Fox. Oh, we cannot let you know that, said Bigger Cub. "'for our mother told us it was a great secret, "'and if we tell, she will be very angry with us when she returns.' "'Oh, don't be afraid,' said Fox. "'You can tell us. "'She will never know.' "'Then the cubs both whispered. the heat! The animals gasped, hardly able to believe their good fortune in finding heat at last. They looked knowingly at one another and stammered their goodbyes. Outside the teepee they rushed to a hidden spot and held a quick council. Their first agreement was to move as fast as possible because they knew the mother bear might return at any time. So, after finding another spot to hide, the animals pondered how best to capture this bag with the heat. Mm, we need to distract the old mother bear somehow, said Fox. I know, said Lynx. I'll change myself into a deer on the other side of the lake. Good idea, said Wolverine. The mother bear will see you across the lake and she'll want to hunt you. She'll have to paddle her canoe across the lake and... "'That will give us time to get the bag with the heat.' "'Better yet,' squeaked Mouse, "'I'll chew a deep cut in the bear's paddle near the blade, "'so it will take her even longer to canoe across.' "'Yes, yes,' cried the others. "'So Lynx went around to the other side of the lake "'and turned into a deer. "'Now, as a deer, he wandered near the edge of the lake "'to attract a bear's attention.' In the meantime, Mouse scrambled into Bear's canoe and chewed a deep cut in the handle of her paddle close to the blade. The others hid near Bear's teepee. When one of the bear cubs saw what he thought was a deer across the lake, he cried out, Look at the deer on the opposite shore! The old mother bear immediately jumped into her canoe and paddled toward it. Deer walked slowly along the beach, pretending not to see the canoe, so as to tempt Bear to paddle up close to him. Then all at once, Deer doubled about and ran the opposite way. Old Bear threw her whole weight on the paddle to make it go faster, and the paddle broke suddenly where Mouse had knotted. The force of Bear's weight her into the water. The other animals were watching the hunt from the other side and as soon as they saw the mother bear floundering in the water they ran into the teepee and pulled down the bag containing the heat. They hurried to get back to the opening as fast as they could but the bag was very large and none of them was able to keep up the pace for long. Whenever one tired out another would take the bag and in this way they hastened along as quickly as they could for they knew that the old mother bear would soon get ashore and return to her teepee and that when she did she would discover the missing bag. Then she'd be furious and follow their footprints to catch them. Sure enough, The old mother bear was soon close on their heels and had almost overtaken the animals when they spied, finally, just up ahead, the opening to their world below. By this time, the stronger animals were all so tired, they could hardly move at all. Now Dogfish, who was a small shark, took the bag and pulled it along a good way. And finally, pike, the fresh water fish, managed to inch it along some more. At that very moment, bear lurched toward them. All the animals together pushed the bag until it tipped through the hole to the lower world. And they each jumped in after it to safety, just in time. And as soon as the bag dropped to the world below it broke and all the heat crammed inside the bag rushed out warmth spread at once to all parts of the world and quickly thawed the ice and the snow floodwaters ran high for many weeks but then they gradually subsided. Now the trees and bushes and flowers that had been covered by ice for so long sprouted fresh green leaves, spring bloomed and blossomed again. From that time until now, the world has always seen a warm season returning after a cold one, just as we see it today. Well, I don't know about you, depending on where you live in the world. If you're anything like me, you might be longing for a warm season to return very soon. And since we are fast approaching the end of this year and the beginning of a new year, or as they call it in my native Scotland, Hogmanay, here is a traditional Scottish blessing to bring in the new year Lang me yer lum reek. And if you're wondering what that means, it means long may your chimney smoke, which harkens back to the long ago days when people had to light a coal fire in their house for warmth. And so when you say to someone lang me yer lum reek, you're meaning may you always have some wood or coal to keep a fire in your chimney and a warmth in your house. So now you can say it with me Lang me your lum rik <laughs> Happy New Year to all of you our wonderful listeners. Cheerio then. Join me next time for Journey with Story.